All right, so let's uh, let's officially start this. Uh, welcome to the first episode of the Saber Martial Arts Foundation cast of sorts. Uh, I guess we can call it a podcast. We're going to um, bring you guys as much fun content like this as often as possible. But for now, um, we're going to we're going to start with some easy content today, some carefree content. But before we do that, uh, let's just introduce ourselves really quickly, uh, starting with El Presidente. El Presidente would be me. Uh, my name is Alan Venable. I uh, teach Kung Fu and also a uh, host of different uh, weapons. Uh, I got my master teacher certification back in 2010. So it's been almost 11 years uh, that I've been a master teacher for Kung Fu. Uh, and it just kind of flowed over to lightsabers because I'm a nerd. That's perfect. <laughs> and it's kind of kind of uh the best way to go about it uh let's go <laughs> next to our newest board member katie main oh hi hi I'm, my name is katie main i'm the chief tech officer aka i built the website um i've and been she keeps all of us actually you know on task too yeah. so keeper keeper of the I'm... zoom cloud keeper of mom yeah i am the wife of the Battlemaster of San Diego Sabres. I used to teach the initiate class uh, or the beginners class in San Diego Sabres where my husband and I lived in San Diego. We are currently living, we moved out of state, so now we're in Wyoming. Um, my personal experience for weapon combat, I actually had no weapon combat experience until I started doing San Diego Sabres. And now personally, I just picked up uh, Filipino martial arts or known as Escrima by Dulce Pares. Um, under the teachings of Master Albert Mendoza and Master Jovi Cagnetti Mendoza. And I've been doing that for, I picked it up again recently, but I started in February 2019, I believe. Nice. And next we, I guess the natural progression would be uh, to go to the Battle Master of San Diego Sabres, Mr. Eric Maine. Well, thank you very much. Uh, my name is Eric Main. <clears throat> I am the uh, head instructor, battle master, and co-founder of San Diego Sabers. And uh, goodness, I I like weapons. Mm -hmm. uh, what else can I say? I like swords, knives, guns, daggers, uh, bows, <laughs> and arrows. Um, if it can be used to maim someone, I'm typically <laughs> right there waiting to do it. Um, yeah, I've been practicing weapons martial arts, uh, both, I don't know if professionally is the right word, but uh, on my own and under the tutelage of many masters and being the master for about 20 some odd years now. So uh, it's been it's been a fun ride and we're going to keep going. <laughs> there we go. And of course, the emperor of all Imperiums. Imperiums. Yeah, I that's I don't me. know if I use that right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he thought it was Emperor cool of Imperiums. What are, what are Imperiums? What uh, it's that? something. It's probably not the same <laughs> as Empires. Give me a hot second. I'll look it up. Okay. Yes, he, thank he you. Thank you, CTO. A, yeah, he's not a part of the sum, but something penguin this way comes. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah, I'm Nick. I, I am the Emperor Penguin. I'm the founder and head instructor of Penguin Saber Academy based in Palm Desert. I'm also the co-founder of Pitbull Saber Academy based out of New Mexico, Las, or Las Cruces, New Mexico. 
uh, and uh, I've been doing uh, bladed combat for about 20 years now. I have 20 years experience in fencing uh, among all three weapons. I've also started self-studying a lot of European weapons like broadsword um, and lately messer. I've started dabbling into the German messer. So that's been that's been a little trip. And yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Oh. I work here. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. That was our chat earlier. Oh, I work here. I don't know what's going on. So what is an Imperium, Katie? Uh, so there's no such thing as an Imperium. Emporium. <laughs> <laughs> a large retail store, especially <laughs> one selling a great variety of articles, or a place, town, or city of important commerce, especially a principal center of trade. <laughs> so All right, I am the Emperor of Trade. Oh, the <laughs> that is kind of like the emperor of all emperor emperoring um so emperor. also not a word um imperium imperium actually means absolute power oh yeah so. that's imperium i yeah. was looking i don't know which one i said, oh. you said so emperor. i'm like so i'm literally emperor palpatine i like that uh oh so you're too fluffy he's my second favorite sith lord i guess you're fluffy i'm uh <laughs> i'm I'm Mark, really, but you'll probably hear me referred to as Fode throughout the course of this little endeavor we're we're taking up here. Yes. Um, everybody calls me that, so that's what I'll be called. And uh, the bulk of my life has been spent studying martial arts. I'm a professional martial arts teacher. In my Bruce Wayne time and in my Batman time, I also do martial arts, so it's really kind of cool that way. Um, and... Uh, I really like donuts and pizza, like a lot, like a whole lot. Like I'm the form seven user of donuts and pizza. So we're not even five minutes in. We already, we're already talking about form seven. <laughs> Can we not? That, that's yeah. We don't want to set the wrong, we don't want to well, set the wrong tone. Um, so tonight what I think we're going to get into and, you know, obviously we've, yeah, well, maybe not so obviously to some people, but we've been on each other's various media podcasts and, and tournaments and all kinds of things in the past. So we've given our sort of pasts so many times that um, we'll, we'll probably just dabble in that in future episodes more in depth. And we'll have interviews with some of the other school heads of the Sabre Martial Arts Foundation, as well as just some individual affiliates and things like that. So there's plenty of time to delve into all of that. But let's get into some fun, like, candy store stuff today. Um, candy store. <laughs> so we're going to be looking at some lightsaber duels from the Clone Wars. And we're going to, first of all, just have fun and and watch them for, for entertainment and sort of provide commentary. But also we're going to watch them and talk a little bit about any real-world martial arts influence that we can. And part of the reason I wanted to do Clone Wars is because when you do animation, you already have that suspension of disbelief for things like force powers and uh, extra acrobatic movement and little bits of dialogue in between saber clashes and binds and things like that. So... We'll try and sneak as much real-world martial arts in as we can, but it is going to be for fun, and it is animated, so we'll just keep that in mind. Don't be that butthead that's like, oh, they would never do that in a bind. Be they, of course, they would never like deliver a line of dialogue right in the middle of Clashing Sabres, but they're going to in Clone Wars, so it happens. Yeah, sure. um, so with the first sure. video we're going to do 
is this little jaunt called Top 10 Star Wars The Clone Wars Fights. That's the YouTube video name. And just so that we're super clear, this is not our content. It's In all reality, it's probably Lucasfilms. It's probably not this person's either. But the channel credit goes to Mark the Top Fabricators channel. And whoever Mark the Top Fabricator is, thanks for putting this compilation together for us. As a so is everybody queued up here at about 15 seconds, 16 seconds on the video? Yep. Uh, yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay, if we're a second bef- behind or ahead of each other, it's not a big deal. Uh, we'll hit play here in three, two, one. So this is the Dave Filoni Clone Wars, just to be super yeah. clear. I think we're also yeah. going to try and do some Tartakovsky Clone Wars tonight if we can. So we have it- Dooku, Savage, Opress, and also uh, as, uh, Asajj, right? Asajj, Asajj Ventress, yeah. This Asajj is number 10 Asajj. out of 10. Yep. Yeah. So we got the clone, uh, or excuse me, the force powers of, of lightning. But what's cool about this is it has double sabers, single saber, and saber set. Yeah, um, that's true. That's a good point. It has all three, doesn't it? I hadn't it? actually thought about that. And, I mean, you know. Besides the fact that it's a, it's a multiple person fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the Makashi user is uh, holding their own. Yeah. What I find interesting about Savage is he's always using he's uses his uh, staff saber staff or whatever we want to call that. He uses it more like just like it's a single bladed weapon with all those like really big over exaggerated strikes. Mm-hmm. And that's always bugged me when I watch him fight. Like I think that's always my pet peeve. It with bugged him. me too. But at this point in the story, Savage is kind of coming into his own as a force yeah. user. Yeah, because it's actually not a two v one. It's a one v one v one, right? Yeah, it point. kind of is. There's yeah, a definite power struggle going on, especially at this <laughs> yeah. point in the fight after that lightning ptsd gets into his little mind there yeah (laughs) but it is very like like savage coming into his own like nick said you can see like exaggeration in his movements to a fault but you can also see like asajj ventress has nothing but confidence against pretty much one of the most badass lightsaber duelists that the jedi or sith ever saw in count dooku she's salty yeah, gotta love yeah. Dooku, man. His whole thing was just beating people up. Like, I, God, God, man. He's like, he's like Vader before Vader like existed. You know what I mean? Oh, like, he's he, just focusing on killing. It's exactly before Vader killed him. Yeah. <laughs> before, so yeah, let's Vader pause it him, right but, you know. there. I think that's the end of that one. We're at two minutes and fourteen seconds on the clock. Um, yeah. So just to kind of, I don't want to say wrap this up, but uh, I don't know thoughts on that fight. It's kind of short, but it there's a lot of good content there too. Um, saber staff is uh, even though the weapon is a longer weapon is has the shortest reach. Yeah. Uh, so those yeah. of you that want that's to a good point. Learn saber staff. Know that you're going to have to get a lot closer than uh, any everybody else. So we've made a big deal out of uh, making sure people know that um, reverse grip is uh, a way to handicap yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> against somebody else. And now imagine taking two reverse grips and then gluing them together. Yeah. That's a saber yeah. 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 Handcuffing. So, <laughs> you're, you're throwing a pair of handcuffs on for real. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that he's, you know, it's a lot of press. He's gigantic um, with a longer reach, I guess, kind of mitigates that, but he uses it like a club because that's his character. And, uh, and then it's you have Asajj though with the with the Jarkai situation, and yeah. 
it's kind of interesting because like obviously the animators weren't really keeping the quote-unquote seven forms in mind but i'm also not convinced they weren't keeping them in mind you know because you can definitely see like the makashi mindset in in dooku's motions you can see a bit of that ataru in asajj Mm -hmm. ventress but also a bit of the makashi like both she and dooku are very efficient in their motions and when she gets Mm kind of ticked off she does get a little sloppy but he like Mm -hmm. never gets sloppy and that's a testament to like the the efficiency of form two as well right like when when is dooku caught with his pants even even in his pjs which might be in this compilation i'm not sure oh i even hope in it his is pjs he, without his lightsaber he's like a badass so mm-hmm. yeah well it, it that fight also goes to show the immense skill and power gap between uh savage uh, asajj and dooku as a whole it's it's one of those things where his lightning alone is enough to to press them never mind yeah. when he has a lightsaber exactly exactly yeah, I I don't know. We good? We want to move on. Actually, I have a like really awkward question here. Yeah. No. So like, up. so oh, well, too bad I'm asking it anyway. So for for all you guys, out of the three people in that room that were fighting, which do you think you would have matched up best against? Oh, Savage. I own Savage. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if I can say the f word. We'll we'll put a blaster effect in there. But uh, oh yes, do we have the force? We'll, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh. Maybe I'll just like you're you're given like one saber. Like I'll just I'll I'll even limit it. You get one saber, standard length, like whatever. Like you have to go up against one of those three one on one to the death. Who you who you choosing? Not do we have the force? Do you have the what? Do we have the force? force. Um, you know I'm gonna go no. I'm gonna say they don't have the force and you don't have the force. Just solely based on swordsmanship. Oh my god. Yeah, based on swordsmanship. Yeah, definitely not Dooku is who I'm picking. I'm going Dooku. (laughs) I want. I have a suicide death. Suicide wish. Suicide death. <laughs> like I feel like I feel like I would get wrecked by Savage because of the power. Like I would get disarmed so easily, especially as a Makashi specialist. Like but uh, you're faster. You're yeah, faster way that. faster. Eh, you would make Swiss cheese you. out of Savage Press before he could even get his little Clancy Brown boots moving. But Dooku's like 70 years old. He's got arthritis. He probably has some form of dementia. Like, come on. Like, you know. Yeah, and yeah. all of those things also happen to be the greatest form two user that the universe has ever known. That's a that's a real testament to to his his gap of power is yeah. with his old age he is still one of the like in the top five most absolutely. Powerful uh, Christopher Lee was what like actually eighty years old when he was portraying the character. So like yeah, that's yeah. where they started the story was eighty years old. So that dude's probably what eighty two ish by the yeah. time you know he, like. That's that's an old. I mean, dude. he's definitely. I'm sorry, he's definitely anybody who's 82 and listening, but that's an old <laughs> dude to be fighting. <laughs> well, I mean, even even in lore, it was stated that the only contenders that Dooku had was uh, Mace and Yoda. Yeah, and right. Dooku would regularly beat Mace Windu. Right. So See, yeah. Well, get rid of his little Force Lightning, and I'm telling you, Emperor Penguin's coming in with his onesie. So. <laughs> I will say though, Nick, it's, it's interesting that you say that because the way that he flows from lightsaber to force powers is so fluid and uh i that's also a testament to the animators because they you could tell like in fights like this that they're really wanting to deliver something of quality to the viewer you know Um, absolutely and something with depth to the characters because the the purpose of any fight scene is to progress the story still but to do it in a way that makes your jaw drop right so 
that's kind of sure yeah anyway yeah but i mean like even the thing that people often overlook with dooku is they tend to focus on his amazing lightsaber skills but his force powers were pretty much like second to two or three yeah <laughs> yeah no, you're right were, for real especially as far as the dark side's concerned Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had like an amazing force barrier. He knew obscure powers like Beast Trick, and he had a huge arsenal. He just never like needed to mm-hmm. go that deep, really. I mean, in episode two, him and Yoda went like, you know, mono y mono with the force. Like, it was literally right. almost yeah. a stalemate at that point. They, he even says it. They have to use a lightsaber. Yeah. 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 Yep. I think Speaking we're ready. To... How about this next fight? Yeah, I was going to say, I think we're ready to move on. <laughs> that we, we pretty much pegged that fight right in the right in the bullseye. So two minutes and 14 seconds ish. This is going to be, I believe Barris Offie versus Anakin Skywalker. So we'll hit play in three, two, one. So Great she's actually using Asajj Ventress's lightsabers, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a dark high versus dark high, which is awesome. Yeah. Cause yes. Anakin's got, an uh, to, Anakin's to got Barris's normal lightsaber, right? And, so. and his I own, so. yeah, that's pretty cool. And the I temple love that guards. jump to the window. Oh my god! A lot of it is, especially when you have uh, dual sabers. It there's a lot of that you have to have simultaneous uh, movement mm-hmm. going on, uh, and it they do sometimes. Oh, he lost one. Uh, they do sometimes, like right here, when while she's just going nuts. This is really uh, good blade work, just to just to as, say. Yeah, but as a better swordsman, like Anakin, just knows how to how, where everything's going. With Positioning, one to one. Yeah, and to touch more on that, what you were saying is the key with Jarkai is they need to move simultaneously but independently. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, it's on. You, you literally have. And we'll pause weapons. it right there. Yeah. And you have to treat them like two weapons. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So especially Jarkai versus Jarkai, I mean, that's really hard, like when you're judging, especially, is like who hit who and who did it first it is very uh-huh. hard to check. So there, there's a lot of um honor going on. Even with a double bladed saber sometimes, like yeah, you know somebody will, uh, because honestly, for for defense, it's not the worst um, of the like quote unquote exotic saber choices. You can yeah. defend yourself pretty pretty handily with a uh, double bladed saber if you if you have a, a hold on that thing that Anakin has, which is positioning. Like you said, the better swordsman's going to have a better time adapting to the weaponry or to the other fighter or whatever. But also just that just that ability to see the fight with a more clear vision at a slower pace in your mind. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I don't know why I brought up the double blade. Oh, just because Jarkai double blade, like there's, there's more stuff to worry about when you change oh, yeah. from just a single standard saber. So, you know, yeah. And when we're talking about lightsabers, right? Mm-hmm. You hit yourself, you're, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. even more, even more of a, a dangerous thing to you. It's mm-hmm. more dangerous to you because now not only one blade, but two that have to operate, right. like Eric said, simultaneously and independently. And in so a tournament, if one's attacking up high, you don't want to be cutting off your leg with the other. Yeah. <laughs> and in a tournament, if the judges are being good judges and if you're being a good fighter, like 
points to yourself are going to get called you know like oh yeah yeah, yeah i think I, I think uh the last penguin tournament we did exotics yes and mm-hmm. i fought jarkai and that was basically one of my biggest concerns was like i hope i don't hit myself right yeah <laughs> yeah that's all you have to do is forget the... for like five seconds what one hand is doing you know that's I think yeah, especially my... since most double weapon uh, martial arts like in the real world they're, they're it's usually uh one edge and then one ridge mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of them rest mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. your body so if you forget that you're holding a lightsaber right, <laughs> you know, right. you're just kind of feeling right. oh oops yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that's one of my biggest complaints with others with some schools that we have seen over the years um just either me judging or just me just spectating is that I see and Eric knows this because we rant and rave about it mm-hmm. is that when the fighter does put this blade on their shoulder or they're resting it on their side doing certain type of motions <clears throat> because the lightsaber is such a unique type of weapon that the entirety is a quote unquote edge mm-hmm. that they're when they get called for the point they get mad they're like i was just doing this we're like it's a lightsaber it's a point right it you are hurting yourself and then or if the school just let it goes by like oh it's whatever it's like no if you know this is an issue you know this is playing this has been a thing stop (laughs) that is then don't call it a lightsaber right yeah do something else (laughs) yeah yeah It, it works if it's this but not if it's this yeah that does that does um kind of bring me to a topic I wanted to bring up from that fight, which is we saw a lot of like unarmed techniques in that last fight. Like Barris off he was mm-hmm. using a lot of kicks and there was like hand to hand grappling type mm-hmm. situations and things. That's something that we kind of practiced um before the days of COVID when I was like sparring with my students two, three times a week we would take like the action flex, uh, the foam savers and things and really try and do those kinds of techniques. If nobody's arm had been cut off yet, you know, or, or something like that. Like if we got into the range where somebody could grab somebody's weapon wrist or something and control them for a takedown or something, go for it. Like I would almost get mad at like one of my students, if they had the opportunity to like take me down or throw like a roundhouse kick or something and they like, don't take it. I'm like, dude, you should be looking for that kind of thing at all times. Now in regular tournaments, that's kind of hard because like you're wearing shoes and you're wearing like motorcycle pads sometimes, or, you know, it's just not as practical. But it's definitely something that I would like to see done more either through the use of like the foam weaponry or just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something that as a total martial arts and Star Wars nerd, I'd love to see more um, of a complete martial arts demonstration in a sparring match. But it's tough when the gear doesn't really match, you know. Yeah, that's right. the biggest thing in safety, right? You're right. So, yeah. right. It- somebody that has trained for decades does a kick and has been doing that same kick for right. 20 years. Yeah. Then the person that just started, chances are they don't know how to absorb right. that kick or turn it into something else. So the, uh, the power gap, I guess. Yeah, no, you're, the, the, it's true. The, yeah. 
uh, the technique gap or however you want to see it becomes much right. more of an issue. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I haven't come up with a great solution safety. for it yet, but I'd love to see it. If, yeah. If it evolve, <laughs> it I guess. A little rough. <laughs> and, you know, like, I mean, let's not forget, like 20 years ago, we weren't even doing lightsaber combat at tournaments. Like, right. Exactly. It's kind of like an underground. Thing. Yeah. Evolution yeah. will happen. I think we'll get there in the next yeah. 10 years. Like, and yeah, I mean, get forced like katie said like oh i'm, I'm taking up a screamer and th-. people go right. into other martial arts as a result of their saber training so it's only natural that a few years from now more people are going to be more well versed in a wider variety of martial arts techniques including unarmed techniques and ex- other you know exotic saber styles and things and right i, I think well, it's that, just that's such a young the difference between martial arts and combat arts right exactly yeah mm-hmm. right so like it, that's really anybody can run run at you at the street and tackle you but mm-hmm. you know for football it's it's a whole nother right way of way of doing it yeah, and yeah. safety is a issue and you know there's a ball involved you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, a, it's one of those things where yes you could yes you could yes you could but we want people to come back You're right and yeah train us more it's not yet at the level of yes you should yeah we, we are uh <laughs> I guess once the virtual reality rooms become, you know, apparent where we actually right. can tackle and punch and kick each other without physically hurting each other yeah. and having a huge medical bill afterward. Um, we're not quite there in technology yet. We're working on it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, that, that I don't think that'll happen until then. Um, because like, like, like we said that there's just a power gap, right. That, yeah. that, that gets well, I mean, messed I- up. I think if it's like, say like you and Fode or like even um, Knight Jason from SDS Mm -hmm. or Knight Battle Proctor, Knight Matthew, if you guys are like, hey, I want to try this. Are you cool with this? Right. And then I feel like that would be a better understanding, especially with Knight Jason, because he has been doing uh, FMA and Jiu-Jitsu for so long. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure like once everything blows over and we're able to meet up again. I'm pretty sure like Fode and Alan are just going to go like, Hey, so let's do that thing that we talked yeah. about. Let's just go. And that's so, kind of the goal of SMAF in, in a large degree is to just have the ability to meet up and, and do those kinds of things. Like, you know, have little, um, I don't want to say seminars, but that could end up being what it is, or it could just be little share sessions and things. But yeah, I mean, like sharing a greater understanding of a greater variety of martial arts is the only way to really understand martial arts. Yes. Right. You know, yes. so are we ready? Let's it jump always, into the next one. Yeah. We're at three minutes and 28 seconds on the dial here or thereabouts. Yeah. So this is number eight. This is Ahsoka versus Barris from the same story arc. Cool. Ahsoka, or uh, Barris using Asajj Ventress's sabers again and Ahsoka using that, Reverse grip as always. Yep. Uh, at, at this point, we are, I mean, besides looking at, you know, the uh, realm of fantasy of lightsabers, right? We are uh, definitely looking at somebody that that is trying to not kill the other. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a little bit more, I, that's kind of why I, in my mind, at least how I see the reverse grip being used in in Clone Wars as a shield a more than a saber. It. Yeah, she's she's using it um, kind of like the 
the old Japanese uh, cops used to in order to take down samurai. They had they had um, not swords but sai, mm-hmm. right? Or mm-hmm. gen in that case, but which is basically half a sai. But they're they're there to subdue and not kill. Right. So they they didn't they didn't actually have blades. So she's using contrary to her... comic books, size don't have blades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is kind of that's kind of how I see uh, this fight because in this story arc, she's actually trying to figure out who's doing it. And right. She doesn't know it's Barris behind that mask at the moment. Right. And even even if it was you know the point where she sees red lightsabers, that doesn't automatically mean it's you know super bad guy. Nice well, kick yeah, combinations from Attire to Soka, though, huh? Yep, and now she's... Pause right know. here. That was a fun little fight. Not much to talk about there in terms of, like, martial quality that we didn't see in the last battle between uh, Anakin and Barris. It was a very, very similar sort of narrative. Right, well, we were talking about reverse grip, and, and yeah. we talked at length about... The fact that reverse grip is viable, and I mean, I've won a couple of fights with it, but it, it's only mainly to handicap yourself against somebody that you are confident that you can mm-hmm. score o- upon, um, and to attack at weird, weirder angles than you're used to. But it's it's like I find it just super defensive, and that's basically it. I was gonna say I I've really not used it well with a single blade right it's almost always been more like i hold two i'm holding two swords or two sabers and the one gets turned so that i can almost just because as a shielding device it's it's decent um but you can also get a lot of counter stabs in quickly with the with the, the strong hand if you have it held in the in the standard grip but like you know, it comes down to you and like the way that you fight too, because if you're used to like swinging sabers all the time, right, with both hands, you're not just gonna one day turn it into reverse grip and start like doing great. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not gonna c- come overnight, and I don't recommend that everybody just do it because it looks cool. You know, this is not The Witcher. Yes, right. so. so- I, I refed at a tournament back right before COVID started in January. And this dude, I've seen him once before. He was bragging about his amazing reverse grip abilities and was like, and he came over to me. And he's like, you're going to see the most amazing reverse grip you've ever seen in your life. And everyone in my section that I was refing, you know, was watching it because they're gauging the competitions, the first fights. And he does reverse grip, an almost unanimous laughter of everyone around him. It was, it was almost immediate. Everyone's just like, okay, dude. And he got, he got bodied the entire tournament. So if, wow. like, Alan, okay, so Alan can do reverse grip at a tournament and probably kick ass with it because the dude's been doing this his whole life. Foe yeah, could do it. It's always Eric started it. out as a joke for Alan, too, though. Like Exactly. Oh, yeah, hold but on. That's, but that's, <laughs> that's kind of like the point, though, is, like, it, don't do it unless you actually know what you're doing because yeah. otherwise you're going to look like a idiot because that guy <laughs> – I, I, I'm sorry if you're in this podcast, but dude, you look like a dumbass. <laughs> it's not a recommended technique, especially. Okay, yes, it looks cool. It does and look everything, cool. But you are, especially with as a newer fighter, and I'm saying this as like out of everybody in this chat right now, I'm the most inexperienced, that 
you are so limited. Mm -hmm. And if you don't even already have a firm foundation of what you want to do to begin with, and then you're like, oh, this looks cool. And then just pull out a reverse grip. You're going to get your butt handed to you. Absolutely. And you're just going to just yeah. be like sore about it it's in not seconds. a good idea yeah I mean, like yeah it'll turn you off <laughs> i was gonna say fighters will laugh at you too like it's it's like it it, it just makes you look dumb my well, because the time. they're laughing at you because they're like aha yep been there <laughs> yeah Done that yeah they really wanted to learn four form seven on the first day too There's eric what was your experience first grip <laughs> i'm sorry what what is your experience with reverse grip is it just to humble somebody <laughs> uh, yeah, I, see, in order for me to use reverse grip i really have to press my body to a place where i don't like to go because it takes a while for me to recover from that mm-hmm. um is when it comes to people wanting to use it um if you're someone sorry that's about just the dog getting y'all this, you're good um if you're someone that's just getting into this or even someone that's been doing it for a little bit take it from someone who has seen many people make complete asses of themselves mm-hmm. from someone who has made a complete ass of himself when he was training and learning. And, you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. we can all say that mm-hmm. we've all been there. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta listen to the people that have been there and you gotta learn the basics and you gotta get those first. Yeah. Yeah. It, it literally like Nick says, if you don't know what you're doing, don't do it how many things can you how many strikes can you even do with a reverse grip like four like well, four I mean, maximum in a competition in, a, in the sense of competition in a competition unless you're way ahead in right don't try it right i mean i right. i guess you could try it at the first turn uh the first point the first exchange but um, or if you're, you're in like a jar kai situation and you've yeah. trained that way yeah uh, yeah otherwise i mean i've seen people just you know get disarmed really quick mm-hmm. in reverse grip. yeah no it's true because <laughs> you get so uh, sluggish too I mean, yeah i mean when i see it i i always try to help the person that uh <laughs> holds the reverse grip it's always great just hit them in the hilt over oh, and over man. again it's always fun. <laughs> god that'd be so funny let's move into the <laughs> let's move into the next fight we're at five ten oh, on the shit. clock here five, same this is seven out of ten. Okay, this is Maul. Obi Wan, Ventress, Maul, and Savage. Savage, Asajj, Maul, and and Obi Wan. Now this d- is uh, four red lightsabers too. Obi Wan is using one yeah. of Asajj Ventress's lightsabers, and she already lost it. And she's beaten the <laughs> classic. Sorry, the ever loving stuffing out of. It's uh, okay. Nick already said. Oh, I said I'm, I'm not. I'm not censoring myself. I'm sorry. No, we'll try and come up with a cool oh, so like blaster sound or something. Cool because is, so Obi Wan just stole a lightsaber off of the back of Maul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it's his lightsaber too. Uh, it's it was Savage's other lightsaber. I always oh, really oh, enjoyed the relationship between Obi Wan and Asajj Ventress, like the the snide comments and yeah. the like, almost to the point where. They're just like tired of fighting each other. Now they have to fight together, and it's just so natural because yeah. they've fought each other so many times. Right. The the writers of Clone Wars, I think, hit the sassy pants on the. Oh yeah, yeah. Like there is in especially in Attack of the Clones, he is super sassy, <laughs> and then um, 
uh, Revenge of the Sith, he just gets so much more sassy. It seems like so. This is in between those two movies. I think they hit it right on the yeah, head. yeah. This is a a cool fight though. Uh, like you know when Obi Wan's like bangs start getting Ooh. loose, that he's he's working hard. You know, yeah. Here, can you see that you know whoever animated this had a great time? Yes, they use the environment. They use the little tricks like they have some open hand they have some some great like uh like tag team tricks mm-hmm. uh, between the both of them not just not just uh, pause Savage, right there but that was i mean it i mean i i dream of of you know fights like that eventually if we can make them safe yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's uh it, it's really cool to see that but like versus the real world chances are you're gonna hit your buddy <laughs> yeah especially <laughs> like in the still. tight confines of a starship cargo hold right yeah but i mean that shows you you know how great force powers are mm. fair <laughs> enough and i he... also liked how in that uh, clip savage is a, le- a little bit less wide like this is showing his evolution a little yeah. bit like he was actually tightening up a little bit he was using the other side of his blade more so it just shows a lot of progression from savage because we see a lot of consistency from maul asajj and obi-wan but we actually see someone's improvement over time and i really i appreciate that i mean but, to be fair darth maul pretty much like i'm using air quotes if you can't see uh yeah. like <laughs> invented the double-bladed saber form you know what i mean like uh it's nobody (laughs) in history that we know of aside from like in terms of like um i don't know like satil sean or some some situation like that but like in the canonical star wars story nobody has ever used a double-bladed saber to that degree of proficiency is Kun canon see that's that's what I'm getting at. Like, I'm not sure if we're going with legends, then yeah, you can make the argument that Maul's form was a result of, of the pioneers ahead of him. But right. well, if, if you, uh, I think it's Plagueis where, uh, Plagueis and, and Sidious, uh, are watching Maul, like as he's grown and he's, he's, he's learning how to fight. Uh-huh. And Plagueis is just like a saber staff. <laughs> What? What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, what? Are you, why is, uh, I, why is I he handicapping that, himself? Why is he handicapping himself? <laughs> I think that would be a really good discussion, Fode. Uh, <clears throat> Darth Maul versus the other like saber uh, staff battle. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. That actually Darth would Maul be a great discussion. Like a highlight <laughs> on the double bladed saber. Well, well, I'll make note of that for future episodes. Is it Bastille? Uh, Bastille, Sean. Satil and Basilo. Yeah, both of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And Darth Zana. And Zana, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, I forgot about Zana. Double-bladed. Or uh, double-bladed. And we'll throw throw Exar Kun in there, too. Yeah. Exar Kun was like a a much shorter hilt, too, wasn't he? It was a single. It was like like a single-handed. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was was a single-bladed length hilt with the Darth Vader-style grips in the middle. And uh, it was yeah, it was a one-handed style. Yeah, so it'd be more. That's so like funky a, to me. Like I understand the concept of it, but that that seems like way more so of a handicap too. That it, God, if, if that we had those and they actually were like that, 
I could argue for a reverse grip. Mm, mm-hmm. Ha! Yeah. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> it becomes almost like a Zulu spear or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I All right. What I was looking for. Let's jump Sorry. into the next one. Okay. Yeah. Let's see here. We're uh, this at... is a bunch of clones. This isn't a lightsaber battle at oh, all. Oh, this is the stuff that are made of. Oh my god. Okay. I love this. I love how they put it: the 501st and the 212th versus General Crow. <clears throat> so the interesting Crow. note here Double is these are actually light, light clubs. Light clubs. Yeah. Like clubs, yeah. And and the sound on on these are great. Uh, Yes. If you're if you're watching or or this, I love that shot of him jumping out the window. Like club. Oh god. Saber staff is awesome. The fact that he has four arms, you know, is just even better. This is what I wanted Grievous to fight like. I was gonna say this is this is the (laughs) organic Grievous, right? Like, yeah, I wanted Grievous to fight like he did in the Tarkovsky Clone Wars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he he was he was a little bit of a disappointment. By that I mean he was a lot of bit of (laughs) shots fired. Yeah, Yeah, that's what killed him. Was a shot that was fired. I didn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) So when we put this guy in the death battle between Darth Maul and all the saber staff dudes. I think he would have to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause I'm, I'm, I, like, I'm looking at this. I'm just like, yo, Krell would like just kill him. I don't know Maybe though, because we we've never <laughs> seen Maul, him. Maul would win. Maul has Tarascosti. That's true. That's true. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Tarascosti is the. That's the. You know, you're not a force user, but like, I could you up. Yep. Yeah, it's a hand to hand for non force users against force users. Yeah, exactly. But if you are a force user, it's broken. <laughs> Kira, Kira from the solo movie knew Tarascosti. Yeah. So, Fode, have fun editing all the bleeps that Nick's just dropping. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what did I say? I didn't even curse. <laughs> um, no, I might not edit. I might just, I might just let them stand, and I'll put something over top of them so that. Uh... I didn't even curse. Dang I said it. did twice. Your did voice. I? Oh, yes. Oh, there you go. So, are we pausing? Or are we are we gonna watch Dooku in pajamas? Uh, let's pause, but then yes, we're definitely going to watch Dooku in pajamas. Uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of like the only thing I live for is Dooku James. <laughs> uh, in Battlefront, he's my standard skin, Dooku Jamies. Uh, Dooku Jamies. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that fight for me is kind of uh, – we we're talking about the candy store thing. That that's the candy store right there because nobody can touch him. Like if you get too close, you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's cute. yeah that that was just not even fair. And the whole <laughs> really fight is him it. just getting close enough to to kill everybody. You know, like right. oh man, he covers some ground in that fight. Yeah, you I know? mean he's a big boy, but he's got speed. And he doesn't even use his lightsabers on half of them. That's yeah. true. Does backbreakers and stuff. Oh my gosh. I don't know, man. Like one lightsaber is intimidating enough in that universe, but imagine you have like this behemoth of a guy with four arms with two saber staffs just coming full speed at you. Yeah, like oh, a pissed no. off force frog, man. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I would I would be defecating myself. It would not be good. So I don't think 
Nick would bode well if Eric said all of a sudden start standing up because Eric's like six three. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh no! He's six three, I'm and he, he has four I'm arms. Six, you just can't see the other two. Five. I'm sorry. No, he's no, six, I'm five. six five, but I have obscenely terrible scoliosis, so I'm yeah. six three with that. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I would have loved to have seen like Pong Krell make an appearance maybe before that story arc just to like establish him against, I don't know, like maybe have him fight Grievous. Like how crazy would that be? Oh no, that would be so cool. I don't even know if I could keep track. I might get seizures after watching that kind of a fight. <laughs> All the Man, there's too many sabers in that. <laughs> It'd be like, you think they're going to honor call? Uh-uh. I want to see him fight any other force user with a lightsaber. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like Yoda, just the just yeah, take the do. biggest four armed light club wielding dude and put him up against yeah, Yoda. Yoda, wait, <laughs> they take him alive, don't they? Shoot him? Does it? Uh, what's no, his name? Shoot him in the back. They stun him, and then when he's captured, then they shoot him. Yeah, yeah he he has a, he he gets that execution. Yeah, oh, he okay. totally they, yeah they do he gets a hole him. in his chest. Yeah. It's pretty 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 badass. Okay, because because he, he tries to get away, right? I think he was trying to manipulate that dogma guy yeah, now, yeah they, they just shoot him when he's talking before we jump into dooku jammies alan you probably yeah. have a little more experience with this nonsense than the rest of us but in the world of lightsaber play um we we encounter nonsense all the time and oh. um he's like confused because he's like fighting in pajamas no uh <laughs> um in martial arts tournaments I yep. haven't been to one in about two years due to not just COVID, but some of the ones that we were in before just scheduling and things like that. But for a couple years, like in almost every teenager age group creative kata, you yep. would see two bows, like some dude using two staffs. Or yeah. like full length, five to seven foot, one in each yep. hand. And yep. yeah, yeah, I just did that, that motion too. Uh, less than half a pound and leave tracers in the air and glow in the dark. Yeah. It's I used to drive me so nuts. And like sometimes my students on the demo team, they'd be like, Come on, let me just try. And I'd be like, No. Like <laughs> just get out there with a pair of devil sticks or something, but you are not using two bow staff. It's not, oh it's not God. allowed <laughs> so, on that. Um, there, there are skills involved in, in that to help your mind and your body. Sure. Uh, hone and refine um, themselves, but in any sort of manner, even there's, there's a bunch of sword forms and a mm -hmm. bunch of, Staff forms that just don't work once they hit something. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a bunch of really cool movements, and especially in wushu, so they they concentrate more on the art because wu combat arts shu. So wushu is the literal definition is martial arts, right? Mm -hmm. So they focus on the art part. So you're never really going to see somebody doing all the flips and landing in the splits right. and it, that in a fight, unless they did it by accident. Mm -hmm. Right. They, they slipped and fell into the splits. You know, they, they have the ability and the flexibility to fall into the splits and then get back up. Um, that's, that's the most important part, getting back up. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. <laughs> uh, once, 
once you're in a real fight, right, it, it turns into the combat. Like you need the combat part. So if you're doing any competition where it's actually fighting and things like that, as soon as your weapon hits something, it'll behave differently than when it was just in right. the air flowing right. and you know, tucked behind your back and tossed up and then caught like a baton twirl at, mm -hmm. at the front of a parade. So you have to kind of wrap your mind around the different skill sets around it. Yes, it's cool to be able to toss a saber up in the air, do a uh, an aerial cartwheel and then catch it behind you yes that's awesome and kudos for you to be able to do it yeah keep practicing that skill the, <laughs> the other person still hits you and boops you in, in the mask with their <laughs> saber yeah. at that point you look really cool dying yes is basically what happened we're not so, going for style um, points my dude yeah so, well so, you know maybe you died bit. great but it's, died it's one great. of those things that you I'm have to shirt. um kind of compartmentalize in your mind because coming from the world of kung fu where it's not it, it there's tradition and and um this is the dance right mm -hmm. the art art and then going into let's say mixed martial arts or the other combat arts boxing and stuff like that, that's meant to actually hurt somebody uh there has if you want to look good and do good there is a gray area mm -hmm. right and it's actually very very narrow what what happens because it in a real fight uh we're watching all these really cool long lightsaber fights right and i assume that we're going to get to two twin sons eventually and that's the most accurate representation i think of a lightsaber fight right it's, yeah da, da, da. right <laughs> you know that, that and that that would be uh a uh lightsaber fight or even a sword fight that isn't done in the movie is like you know i i'm gonna go for the the killing shot because you know i don't want to get tired because who knows i might have to fight your friend after this right <laughs> that's right. kind of how how i see it but yeah in in uh the extreme martial arts right and all the uh all the cool tricking and butterfly twists and landing in the splits that's all awesome and cool and very bad for your knees but <laughs> it, it looks really good uh and makes people want to do martial arts which is why i i enjoyed doing i was gonna it say if you can use that kind of thing to to encourage people that's yeah. that's why you still practice that kind of thing like yes it's and, gonna and that's why it makes you feel good to make other people out. think so yeah that's why power rangers are still coming out right yeah right they they, <laughs> they make it yeah. want to do it they, they they want to flip and jump and you know yeah and get and wear bright colors and stuff great awesome keep it up you know i'm all for it that's why ninja turtles were, were right. so fun they did you know they did all the cool flips and stuff like that right you know every ninjutsu person i've ever talked to is always like nope i'm just gonna nope. poison you while you sleep <laughs> you know, i was like okay then you know that that's kind of how that works yeah you know it's like ninjutsu check this out or i don't have to fight you why? Because you're already dead. Yeah. That's kind of how... Yeah. Uh, work for me. Well, yeah. No, well, it's, it's, it's one of those things where there is the art and then the combat, right? So if a ninja got into combat, they mess up. They 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 didn't do the first part of their their uh, art. Or Job, right? Or yeah. Technique yeah. correctly, which is, you know, be a shadow. Be yeah. Yeah. On, uh, 
unnoticed. Mm-hmm. So if somebody notices you and then you have to, you know, do all the cool ninjutsu stuff, great. But uh, chances are all you're going to do is throw some chalk in people's right. eyes and run away. That's like the <laughs> form zero, right? We call it. Yeah, the art of negotiation, debate, and discussion. Yes. Yeah, you talk yeah. no jutsu. Debate, discussion, and running away. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it, yeah, I, I heard a while ago um that it's it's one of those things where people that w- understand what true combat is will avoid combat at all costs right. absolutely right. absolutely well because i don't know what this rando person has trained in they might yeah. be much better at, at fighting than i right. am so <laughs> go ahead and yeah distance, keep no, a table between us. <laughs> it's true like i've been yeah. doing a lot of mma recently and um as you all know, like MMA does not mean one thing. So the, that that's kind of the definition. And, um, there's a lot of people who are really good at wrestling and there's a lot of people who are really good at boxing. And I'm probably the only person that can throw a kick and I'm really bad at wrestling. Right. Sure. And like, I'm decent at boxing. So, those those things about like you know they did the first part of their job wrong like everybody has their tricks and things but like you also said you don't know what the other person like if they're a better wrestler than you it it doesn't matter that you can kick them in the head you know like yeah. they're gonna take you down and beat the shit out of you so you get that unless you get that kick right in their face as they're as they're coming right, out for a double right right you're, exactly. you're done <laughs> so you know. And it's important to realize the gaps and strengths in your own training. And, and I feel like people either concentrate on one or the other a lot. They either think they're really awesome or they, they hate everything about the way they fight, you know? Um, right. And you kind of you kind of have to realize that there's gaps, there's strengths, but that that's, that's why you're still here training. Like if you knew it all already, you would just fight the world and win. Well, that's the difference between a student and a uh, practitioner, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. For a student, you're training. You're you're getting trained. You are um, building the foundation, and yeah. Whereas a practitioner, literally, it's practice. Mm-hmm. I have to do this skill drill. Sharpening tools. Yeah, I I, I sharpen my my tools so that I, I can use it again and again and again and then sharpen right. it again and again and again. That's the difference between, you know, a, um, we like to call them map collectors. There's billions of people out there uh, that love watching action movies, right? And they can throw a decent kick. Right. But have they actually hit anything with it? Have they, you know, have they actually went okay what if this goes wrong right. what is it that so there's people out there that go to different martial arts schools and they go and they learn this style and they go to this school and they learn this style and they learn this style, which is great on a resume you know the list of all these styles mm-hmm. great awesome however can you actually use them right is there practical applications that you can they can pull from one to the other can can you turn all of that and turn it into something that is you and well, it's like really Eric's cool. favorite saber student, the one who tells him that they're proficient in form one, form three, form five, six, seven, and that their favorite weapon is Jarkai double saber uh, yeah. with a tonfa extension, right? Like those, <laughs> wow. 
those people <laughs> we don't have that student <laughs> oh anymore you'll, I, was gonna <laughs> say, I was gonna say you'll get them or they won't last um yeah, i'm like calculating filing through my brain and like people people i'm like describing everything i'm like well the one three you, you probably haven't dealt with them i have <laughs> <laughs> that's fine well, it's like, in my class, it, I don't remember. It's the same <laughs> as the Kung Fu uh, quote-unquote student or the person who goes into the Kung Fu school and says, like, I've been kicking trees in the forest for the last 20 years. And you're like, <laughs> okay. Do, like, I guess do, you, do you want life. a martial arts lesson or not? <laughs> right? Like, or I, the I person who... Because I can ask them, did you not have enough money for an axe? hey y'all this is your main man foe just want to say thank you so much for listening to the saber martial arts foundation podcast i really hope you're enjoying today's show i also just want to take a quick second to thank our sponsor and the official sabersmith of smaf key sabers if you're not familiar with key sabers well now's the time to get familiar they offer two flagship combat grade sabers the persuader and the slayer the Persuader is a community favorite. It's been around for a while, sits at about 11 inches in hilt length. The blade retention is about three and a half to four inches, which is just ridiculous and super balanced. And the newest Saber model would be the Slayer. Slayer is about 13 inches standard, but you can buy an extender for that to get it out to 16 inches if that's your thing. And really the main feature of every Key Saber is their all-in-one chassis system. The owner, Kyle, designed this chassis to fit the LED, the rechargeable battery, the switch, and if you buy one, the sound card, into this really sleek 3D printed design. Just a couple inches long, fits real snug into the bottom of your hilt, and it won't be rattling around and breaking stuff inside your hilt while you're fighting, which, of course, as a saber martial artist or just somebody who takes their saber fighting kind of seriously you're really going to appreciate that. And with the switch on the bottom, there's no greeblies on the outside of the hilt to like mess with your grip or cut into your palm or anything like that. The best news is SMAF individual affiliates can talk to a board member or members of affiliate schools can talk to your head instructor and earn special pricing off the entire Keysabers lineup. Okay, enough babbling. Go to keysabers.com, K-I-S-A-B-E-R-S.com and add a real martial arts tool to your toolkit now. <laughs> anyway, let's jump into the next fight. I think we've hammered it to death on that one. All right. Oh, man. Uh, this so is... this is Dooku Jammies. I've been waiting all night for this one. Yes. Dooku versus the Night Sisters. 923. I'm hitting play. Is it three of them? Yeah, uh, it's three Night Sisters. Yeah, two Night Sisters and Asajj Ventress. Right. Wasn't Dooku also drugged during this point? He's drugged, yeah. and he's actively he's actively neutralizing the drug in his bloodstream while he duels. Or wow. should I Ooh, say, I did quads. not know that. Weird flex, but K. No, it's one of those weird force abilities. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's purging the infection from his bloodstream while fighting three highly trained assassins. Yeah, so yeah does, I could take him does, easy. Does this happen when you try to drink alcohol? You just neutralize it in your bloodstream <laughs> that's why it doesn't affect you <laughs> what <laughs> never mind I, oh, I, I like this uh mainly because you can see that he's he's much more stressed yes. than in every other fight we've seen him in yeah, yeah he's working but hard. at the same time he's dooku so of course he throws force lightning 
you know yeah he, he yeah. gains gets them to the point where they feel they are overconfident and he's like and out my window yeah remember that time <laughs> when you're still doing gonna die like yeah oh my god he's Yay. pause right there yeah that i mean come on how good was that interestingly though we saw Dooku <laughs> with two hands on his hilt for a lot of that fight yeah mm-hmm. well in, in the uh in the fight with Yoda in uh, episode two, there's a couple of spinning. Mm-hmm. That he yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I believe there's a couple of them when he fights Anakin in the beginning. of. I think you're two. right. And I think that whole sequence in episode two was very much more sort of centered around the, the idea of uh samurai sword than it was around like fencing versus long sword versus, you know, Obi-Wan's yeah. whatever. Well, I know that. I know the choreographers knew that he had a fencing background because mm-hmm. really, yeah. mm-hmm. so they made a lot of his movements and techniques and parries and stuff very much uh, more akin to fencing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, it, most of the stuff started off like I mean, it it all started off like a samurai film, right? Mm-hmm. A samurai film in space, samurai yeah. film in space, like people and robots. So <laughs> that's the, that's basically the uh, the the crux of the original lightsaber fighting right yeah was casting a fishing rod or swinging an axe Mm -hmm. just like the samurai used to and then back when they thought swords were 95 pounds a piece right yeah (laughs) yeah, that was was the thing that was like you hear like old interviews and mark hamill's when he asked about the lightsabers like how should i hold it and how blah 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 and he said george lucas told me it was like really heavy like a broadsword and I was like, okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, by, a good sword should be about three pounds. <laughs> but and then like uh, by by Return of the Jedi, like Mark Hamill's doing like fencing, right. stepping and and swinging with one hand every once in a while. So I was like, okay, I guess the old one, I guess one footed spin and Empire Strikes yeah. Back. Yeah. So I mean it's 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 fun to see the evolution of it and actually really cool to see like the especially because this is animated, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's interpretation of hey, all right, this is how this guy is supposed to move, you know, uh and I I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure none of this stuff was mocap when they did it. Mo- most if if like they might have used it for like storyboarding or th- or things like that, previs and and whatnot, but yeah, I don't think any of the final cuts yeah of any of the first five, maybe all of the six seasons were mocap. And then seven, they season seven. I know they use it to a degree. Yeah. But yeah, well, they definitely use it for the very last episode, right? You all well, the animators, like the, uh, the attention to detail of motion, because from, from Clone Wars to rebels, rebels uh-huh. like deteriorated in the quality of the motion of the, of the fight scenes. And Clone Wars has got really tight, like, clean body mechanics in their fight scenes. You know, like, yeah, think, it looks like Rebels, martial arts. I think Rebels made it tough because of the skinny sabers. The yeah, skinny that's sabers. part of it. That's part of it. And, you know, like, I don't know, maybe Disney had something to do with it. Um, the fact that it was on, like, Disney XD and not, like, Disney Plus, where you can get away with, the Mandalorian shooting doors to cut people's heads off and things like yeah, you can get away with different things 
now than you could even five, six years ago when Rebels right. was first coming out. So well also I like to I like to point out that, you know, the Clone Wars audience has also grown. That's you know, true too. Since then. So the people that started watching it when it first came out are now a decade older. Yeah. And so they're like, yeah, they can handle Darth Maul mm-hmm. chopping somebody's head off. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh let's keep going 10 36 right. on the dial here or thereabouts and let's hit play this is All gonna right. be obi-wan and addy gallia versus maul and savage i forgot about this oh this was right this is before the freighter fight i think yeah i think so yes this is right before i do well, love is- addy gallia when she makes appearances she's sort of like a this is actually the best saber staff choreography I've seen in this in in this uh, animation. Yeah, and Savage, yeah, Savage looks, is kind of killing it. Yeah, he looks yeah. downright proficient almost. And of course, he turns off his saber in order to do this. Yeah, oh, that's. I mean, why wouldn't you? You know, you got to stun on them. Uh, stun on them, people. Yo, that is right. so then, seriously then, crazy that he stabs her with his head, though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. improvising. Yeah. Oh, the old head stab. Yeah. <laughs> it's classic. I want to see that in the SMAF tournament. Racky, you know, they're like goats. They have to butt heads to fight for dominance. And now so, Obi-Wan's going with two sabers. Yeah, and now they they, they skipped, skipped ahead here with the little Obi-Wan Jarkai mm-hmm. fighting both. Uh, and he's both using... on Yo, Obi-Wan is actually pretty dope with two blades. I don't yep. think I've ever seen him aside from this fight using two blades. Yeah, he is awesome. seriously bad. How did I this not? This is all Ataru. You this know, is beautiful. And then uh, just. But the fact that he hasn't it. been touched by them until this very yeah. moment, like that's all Seresu too. So. Yeah. I yeah. love the consistent kicks that he was doing on yeah. Savage. That was great. there's more seresu if you ask me like the fact that he can hold two blocks kick out a knee and then cut off an arm like damn obi-wan all right pause it there wow that fight was an unexpected joy no wonder he was the best choice to go against vader what's cool is that uh, obi-wan did a tar that was his his first form was exactly when when you put him back into that environment after he's got all of his Sarisu mastery, mm-hmm. it's this really cool blend that you don't see very often. And yeah. those two forms it, are pretty much polar opposites in a, in you, many respects, you know. That fight was so fast too. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what if, if you you want to rewind and go? How did he? Ah, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be watching that fight again after we hang up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to have some alone time with with Obi-Wan That was fight. seriously cool. I mean, like again, the the for the animators to to have that much of an eye for martial motion. Uh-huh. Like it didn't look like just oh, I think it would be cool if Obi-Wan used two lightsabers here. It was like there was real thought behind it. It progressed the story the way it needed to, you know. That was cool, man. And it it showed character and it moved the story along, Mm -hmm. which is what a good cinematic fight should do. And it was short. That was not a long fight either. Yeah. And and that's the thing is like in a prolonged battle, that is super intense and Mm -hmm. you you get tired real quick, right? 
so you have to get a way out which he he does really quickly and the fact that he was like oh savage's knee okay i'm gonna keep on hitting this yeah you know i have to create some sort of opening that's that's another tenet of suresu right is to um be the eye of the storm stay calm stuff is happening right hit that one spot over and over again create a weakness so you can exploit it and Mm -hmm. that's just kind of you know again understanding the character Mm -hmm. telling the story and then just how do you stop these two madmen well (laughs) you gotta cut someone's arm off right (laughs) logically yeah i think i think one of these youtube videos is really cool because somebody somebody actually counted up how many limbs obi-wan has has uh has taken oh yeah (laughs) on screen and he got everybody by at least 10 i think (laughs) 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 but yeah and that was one of them and that was that was brilliant because then now you now maul has to deal with that and of course savage has to deal with it and he's like and caven deuces yeah let's go to the next one that was that was short and sweet but real sweet uh we're at 12 and a half minutes and this is yep. let's hit play. This is going to be Darth Maul and Pre Vizsla. Ooh, oh, this one was unique. I like this one a lot. Pre Vizsla, not a Force Dark. user at all. Very anti Force <laughs> user, as a matter of fact. But yeah, the uh, I like the fact that the blasters do come into play uh-huh. in this, and obviously he does not have Beskar armor. <laughs> and he's he, but he's so unafraid, like. Everybody is terrified of Maul except for Obi-Wan and Pre Vizsla. <laughs> True. And, and later Ahsoka, I guess. <laughs> Our list of people that are not afraid of Darth Maul is growing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cap it. I'm going to cap it there. Qui-Gon wasn't afraid, but we see where that got him. Yeah. Oh, he made him bleed his own blood. Well, sucks to suck. How dare he? Yeah. I guess the Mandalorian so, armor is like the proxy to force powers though, right? Well, it, it, it's not specifically said that Pre Vizsla has Beskar armor or anything like that. But um, it, it it's like until the Mandalorian, we didn't really know what the hell Beskar was. So Mandalorian iron in Legends was lightsaber resistant mm-hmm. as far as I remember. Yeah. But uh, that's about it. Uh, ooh. All the Mandalorians used to give Boba Fett because he wore Durasteel armor. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, in the story arc, doesn't uh, don't they say? I don't know where they got that armor, but those guys were not Mandalorians. Uh, Jango Fett oof. wasn't Mandalorian. Well, and then in the Mandalorian, they're like, "Oh, he's a foundling. He's not actually from Mandalorian." Yeah, he was a tooth. Yeah, it's that? it's a it's a convoluted storyline, I think, yeah. at this point. But and cue the guillotine. All right. I think my boy loses a tooth at like fourteen twenty. We'll I think Maul there. needs a tooth out of existence. Yeah. <laughs> I replayed that like four times because I was just like, "Yo, he lost a tooth." Yeah. Well, it, it's kind of interesting to see because right, Maul has Terrace Kasi. Yeah, mm-hmm. it so, com- all comes back. He's like, ha you don't have your saber anymore. And he's like, oh, crap, he's actually still fighting. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> people, uh, people just don't 
give Maul the credit he's due, I think, sometimes because he he dies in the first movie that we see him in, but then he doesn't die like three more times. Good God. <laughs> okay, this is I'm going to say this. This is something I have a problem with Star Wars is that they kill char- kill characters and put air quotes around that and then they come back and then they kill them off and then we don't know if they're going to come back. And Maul's right. come back like three, four times and then we had Phasma come back <laughs> and we're just sitting there like Phasma. I'm like, you know what? Like they're Disney. like, oh my god, they died. Oh, great. And it's like, now nah, they'll probably come back. Don't worry about it. That, oh, I think that's like it cough, doesn't... cough, Palpatine, cough, oh, yeah. cough. Yeah, he, he's there, you know? That's that my thing. That was That's... the biggest ever. I, I want to say, <laughs> but they've been right, telegraphing Right it. before they show Palpatine in Rise of Skywalker, there is a jar of Snokes. Yes. And I think that's a good name for a podcast. Jar of Snokes. Jar of Snokes. Snokes. <laughs> yeah. Snokes. <laughs> Wait, Snoke can we be the Jar of Snokes? No, we're not being the Jar of Snokes. No, I like Jar of Snokes. No. <laughs> that's such a good one. That, that, no. That's what we're going to do. Every single one of our podcasts, we're tr- going to try to name our podcast. Just rename <laughs> it every time. Every time it's a new podcast. It's a bunch of episode this, ones. This, that's, we'll have to find a good topic for that one. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm ready to move into the next fight. What do you guys think? Yep. Same. Awesome. A lot of cool blaster shots in that one, though. 1445. Okay, this has got to be one of my favorite. I think this might be my favorite lightsaber duel in all of Star Wars. Oh, this one? Yeah. Yeah. This is my favorite fight in the Clone Wars. Yeah, Yeah, I think, well, I think the new Ahsoka versus Maul is close, but this is still. I I would love to debate that. How how, how much Eric loves this fight scene is that I haven't even seen Clone Wars before. Or like this fight a while scene is ago, so amazing, and he kept showing me this fight scene. How much he loves it! Well, this <laughs> is truly the greatest fight scene in Clone Wars. I have to say, this fight scene is uh, responsible for some of the funniest uh, students I've ever had to deal with. That is true. Why is that? Well, ma- mainly because everybody wants to come up and show and be like Palpatine. They want both sabers. They want to fight Jarkai. They want to laugh while they do it. And then I keep hitting him in the head uh, <laughs> or the knee or both at the same time. Right. And, and do you like, laugh at them? Well, no, I, I just say, are, are you laughing? Are you? <laughs> I think it's a crying. I, I'm, I'm very uh, chatty when I fight. I don't know if you realize that. No, I wouldn't have guessed. I'm like the it's my uh, favorite part of scoring with you. Yeah. yeah. I'm like Red Pirate Roberts. So I'm just like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's beautiful weather we're having. Ooh. Yeah, that my boy Savage. Oh, uh, maybe he'll Titty be back twister. one day. Oh God! I don't want to hear it. All right, pause him. <laughs> so, little tidbit: Sidious did not like fighting with lightsabers. No, no, he, he hated, hated it. it. He hated it. Absolutely that's, hated that's it. That's what makes it even better. I know. It's a flex. Doesn't he do the lightsabers so as like a joke? Yes, he does it's a mock. Yeah, I was like gonna say, love it. Yep, right. It, it, he 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 ignites his lightsabers as an insult. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I yeah. love it. God, I love it's Sidious. His, it's his sassy way of flipping them off. Yeah, but yeah, weird flex, but you know, okay. <laughs> That's he's like, lol. I hate this, but I'm gonna beat you with it. So, yeah. cheers. 
Uh, small child. Sorry. Uh, let me know. Let me know, Eric. Are, are those the same ones he has in episode three? Are those the same sabers? They are. Yeah, they're okay. coated in Electrum, which yeah. is another which is another fu because Electrum was a material that only uh, <clears throat> Jedi could put on their lightsabers once they reached uh, the rank of master. Yeah. yeah. Windu has it. <laughs> yeah, only Windu, I think, uh, yeah. had 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 them on canonically. Right. I believe. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think Yoda even had had Electrum. Nope. Which him. makes it that much better when he fights Windu too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can imagine team. Sidious just like cackling to himself mm-hmm. as he's making them. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's really gonna piss him off. He makes well, them like decades previously. He's like, this is gonna be hilarious in forty years when I <laughs> people up with them. <laughs> Well, I mean, kind of, yeah, because he had them hidden all over his office and right. stuff. Right. Yeah. But the the funny thing is, if you go back and watch Revenge of the Sith in the the Windu and Palpatine fight, mm-hmm. you'll you'll notice that in a couple of those shots, Palpatine is holding Anakin's lightsaber, mm-hmm. like the hilt. Oh, really? And, mm-hmm. Yes, yes, because originally he was supposed to use Anakin's lightsaber to fight Windu. Oh. Oh, that's a fun tidbit. Yeah. yeah go back and watch it and pause when it shows. Um, it's like right before or right after they uh, they break the window in his office. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I think even a few shots before that, you can see it's Anakin's hilt. Yeah, don't don't they? I think they said like uh, they they choreographed it. It was great. It was awesome. And then George Lucas came in and said, "Hey, uh, I want him to do it." And like <laughs> he said, he said, "All right, guys, this is gonna be it's gonna be really good, guys. I got this idea." <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, George, let's do that. Let's yeah, do and like, is it I- Ian Kellen had w- had to basically learn it, like the day of, like learn the choreography the day of. He's, yeah, because they like wanted to be like, like right on his yes. face. Yeah, and it's just like, <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Except I didn't know that. That's funny. Jackson was like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do this, this, and this. It's like, all right. He's like, all right, oh, cool, man. great. That is- that's another really good saber fight. Oh God! So the one. the fun thing about that fight for me, if from the narrative standpoint, would be like how terrified Darth Maul is when yeah. he finds out that Sidious has come to give him a whooping. And <laughs> oh you know, yes! How like how Savage is like why? <laughs> Savage is like, what are you so worried about? Like I thought you were the baddest dude in the galaxy, and he's like, oh, you don't. You have no clue what you're about to say. <laughs> like, you have no yeah. clue. <laughs> it's if Darth, if everybody's that terrified of Darth Maul, and then Darth Maul is that terrified of this dude, like, yeah, that that tells you everything you need to know. Well, Savage yeah. wasn't the fastest. No, he didn't catch on so quickly, did he? He wasn't the, <laughs> the sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah. So I think we have one more left in this reel. Let's see. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we have number one. All right, let's hit it. And I think this is, is this Maul versus Ahsoka? Yes. Yeah, this yeah, is probably. The, uh, from the newest the season. Fight. Yeah, this is actually Darth Maul, a.k.a. Ray Park. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And it, you can tell from, like, the get You can. You can it's tell. Great. Well, and also the uh, the young lady whose name I keep forgetting. I always forget her name. She's not uh, super well-known, but she's bad. super good. Yeah. It's just... Watching this makes me go, okay, this is what this is the this is the oh, new. Oh, sick. Ash. Oh, uh, uh, wait, no, not Ashley Eckstein. Sorry. 
no, that's the voice actor. That's the voice actor. Yeah, my bad, my bad. But uh, like just just watching this and just watching like the the characterization of uh, in the fight, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I didn't finish it. <laughs> that was that wasn't the whole fight. Oh, <laughs> oh. This gets worse from there. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, let's well, chat it's, about it. Though. It's Lauren Mary Kim. Lauren Mary Kim. So that's the end of that, that YouTube video there. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they didn't finish the Darth Maul Ahsoka fight, but hey, go get yourself a Disney Plus subscription and watch it for yourself. Uh, you don't even need to. Just search for it on YouTube. Oh. You'll notice, too, that the animation in that was so much more smooth and it yes. wasn't as like. Yeah. It, yeah. it was it looked real like more real as opposed to the the quick right. snappy jerkiness yeah. of the, the previous seasons and it's it's definitely the the best looking like it looks like these are actual people fighting right. you can really tell yeah they i mean watching that next to the mocap like because they they release those uh-huh. videos right I was yeah just, okay that's that there it is mm-hmm. right there just to just to watch them work that magic out was really really cool and to yeah. see like little things like you never really see a jedi turn on their lightsaber then summon summon it to them you know mm-hmm. trying to skewer somebody i was like oh that's new i yeah. mean it's so, so simple and su- and subtle but i was like oh actually nobody's actually done that but I, I, we've seen vader throw his saber while it was lit but yeah. nobody's actually flicked it on and then summoned it to them trying to skewer mm-hmm. somebody so <laughs> Just little little things like that. I mean, you can see that there's a lot of wushu involved, and a lot of uh, right, a, a lot of characterization in just the body movement, um, which is kind of interesting because of all the different animators that have animated Ahsoka, and then, you know, you have this wonderful stunt woman whose name was Lauren Mary Kim. Lauren Mary Kim. Oh, wow, I was way off. I thought her name was <laughs> Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> And then you have uh, in the Mandalorian, you have Rosario Dawson and the the stunt woman that, that for her in that as well, right? So mm-hmm. you see a, these different levels of quote unquote mastery uh, of Ahsoka, right? Fighting with two sabers and and you know going through the whole thing. But I I feel like every single fight we've ever seen Ahsoka, she's always lost one of her sabers. She so, does tend to lose one a lot. We did bring that up well, earlier. Jarkai does get out. you susceptible to disarm sometimes. I would yeah. lanyard on a lightsaber if I lost it that many times. I feel yeah. like she always loses her larger <laughs> saber, too. She doesn't really lose the tinier one. She uses the larger one. Uh, it's more like to hold on to. <laughs> Actually, Lauren Mary Kim does a lot of the stunts in The Mandalorian. Um, okay, she's really. That makes she probably, sense. Yeah. She's a stunt double for a lot Yeah, of that makes sense. Um, you probably did the the stunt work in the in the Soka episode, so that's possibly. Great. So so I know. So do you guys think that is the correct number one in the Clone Wars series? Absolutely not. I I, I have to agree there. I don't think it's the number one. I really. No, I do I really think like the, the Sidious one. versus Maul and Savage <laughs> takes takes the cake. And and now that I saw that Obi Wan versus Maul and Savage like again, I'm like. <laughs> That's an underrated fight. Oh yeah. my gosh, that was a fight. lot of fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. So I might have to go back and revisit that one again. But yeah, I think Sidious versus, and I I don't think that was the whole fight of that either. Um, no, there's a little no. more. But yeah. it just, and you can't appreciate the terror 
you know, that Darth Maul is feeling at the time in, in that cut right. of it. But, man, I think when you combine the narrative with the emotion, with the martial context, that, that Sidious versus Maul and Savage kind of has it all. Well, that's that's the that's the beauty of Star Wars, right? Is that it's actually telling a story. Right. The fight, the fight means nothing if they're just fighting. Like, right. the, yeah. What are the names and what are the names and motivations of the two Gamorrean guards in Mandalorian? You don't know and you don't care, right? right. <laughs> so, right. so the, the two the two Gamorrean guards with with their things. There's martial arts going on in there, yeah. and it looks kind of cool, but. They're only there so that you can go to the fight club and get in a right. They're, fight, they right? are. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how good they are or, yeah. or if, you know, they have an epic story. We don't know it. So we don't care. Right. So that's kind of the kind of the thing. Star Wars has always had a good history of creating a character that you care about and a character that's opposing to that character you care about. And then just, then having them hash it out, mm-hmm. creating, uh, literally resolving their conflict through conflict. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, that's one of the reasons I, I I love it. But at the same time, there's a lot of martial uh, uh, mastery in telling that story. Mm-hmm. Because if it was the same fight over and over and over again, we'd get bored and we wouldn't see characterization, right? Yeah, so, right. If Sidious just went up and just went and force choke, neck snaps, we wouldn't be like, oh, well, yeah. I think <laughs> even though he could. I think that's what I appreciate about the different styles of schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, because and Eric and he noticed this too. We had a student who used to train with us and then he went to a different school. No mm-hmm. hard feelings. Like, do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the comments for when he was training with us. Um, in San Diego Sabres that everybody loved his spice that he adds to his fighting but Mm -hmm. then he started training at a different school and he was very much cookie cutter to Mm -hmm. the others the 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 same school of fighters that he was working with Mm -hmm. and I think that's something and Alan you brought this up a while ago is that when you do a martial arts you do it and you learn it but you make it your own in a way Mm -hmm. And that's something that actually Master Albert was actually talking about to our class in, I think, on Wednesday. He's like, I'm just teaching this to you, but you need to figure out how to make this your own. Mm-hmm. And I, I really appreciate to see it, especially in SDS. And I've been seeing it now because we've known Nick's school for so long and then seeing Kenny grow. And then, unfortunately, I haven't seen much of a foe fight, but <laughs> it's like... <laughs> But it's you see as a teacher, you see like your students growing and finding out where how they're gonna fight. Like obviously, like from teacher to student, you're gonna pick up little things like from Harley to Doug or from Eric to Harley, you saw something. From Eric Harley to Doug, you saw something. Mm. And then now Eric Harley, Doug, now Robert. Yeah. You see like there's a lineage, but they make it their own. And I think that's what's so nice about Saber Combat that it's it's different. And you can it's more apparent it. right yeah it, it just shows up because mm-hmm. they're it, as complicated as we want to make it and with different forms and different styles and different things like that it's very simple mm-hmm. one touch <laughs> right that's it yeah, yeah how, how you get there it is you know infinite mm-hmm. however it, one touch point done 
right in mm-hmm. every single saber fight right right uh even hey even against multiple people right mm-hmm. the uh adigalia got stabbed with uh head horns and then stabbed with a lightsaber done yeah yeah right and you know uh savage lost an arm okay (laughs) let's get out of here every single every single one of the fights that we just saw you know if somebody got hit with the lightsaber the fight was done right Uh, Mm -hmm. as i said so that's kind of what we want to uh understand is that we have to treat the the weapon as a lightsaber if we're going to call ourselves you know practitioners of led combat saber or whatever you want to call it but just if we're going to call it a lightsaber and we're fighting with saber martial arts then we have to treat the weapon like the weapon i don't care if it has curved hilt a double hand the suba you know all sorts of stuff if you get hit by the blade done yeah yeah fight's done whether you hit yourself or the other person fights Mm -hmm. (laughs) points done reset do it again that's kind of how how i see it so if it was anything else right if it was a scottish broadsword or you know japanese katana or you know whatever we decide yes the rules would be different yes you could do a bind and yes you could do some kenjutsu and you know foot would stomp on your foot and then do a hip toss you know (laughs) i do love i do love the foot stomp (laughs) <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a lot of those cool things i mean there is a lot of stuff you cannot yeah, do right uh in what we what we do um for safety reasons but mm-hmm. that's because it's a different weapon that's yeah. mostly the only time we would outlaw a technique though is when not even just like perceived risk of safety but like yeah. things that we've seen people get messed up with before we're like oh yeah uh, maybe that doesn't really have a place in competition. It doesn't mean you can't learn stuff like that when you're practicing your forms or when you're formulating your forms or when you're teaching your forms or whatever. You can absolutely, like, as part of your Ataru practice, you should probably be teaching kicks and things like that because they teach you a lot about balance. They teach you a lot about your stance. They teach you a lot about mm-hmm. Uh, position of your body around the weapon and how not to cut your own foot off and things like that. But n- yeah, important. we're not sidekicking each other in, in competition. We're just well, not. Yeah. In just the fights we saw, right? We saw Barris do a spin kick and we saw mm-hmm. people running up walls and we saw, you know, Obi-Wan kick somebody in the knee. Right. You know, it, you know, a lot of stuff that we of course cannot do, you know, I don't have head horns, so I can't, you know, uh, stab Nick with my. Yeah, head. we're gonna need to talk about you sprouting a set of them. <laughs> God, <no. laughs> but, but it didn't count as a point until he stabbed her, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. I mean, it was a, it was literally a one and done. So you know, yeah. But that, that's what I mean. That was like it, we we have we we do want to treat the weapon and honor the weapon as right. we see it, and yeah. we we want to. uh practice as if it was a lightsaber yeah. it doesn't mean you can't do all these other stuff like like you said it doesn't mean you can't do like disarms and stuff there's a bunch of really cool scream of dis- disarms but a lot oh, of fine. them also you know you have to grab the other guy's stick right which doesn't lightsaber. right you know yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot yeah. of them that won't yeah. work uh because we have metal hilts and 
not metal bodies. So <laughs> a lot right. of the built shots and, and things won't work. Um, there's a, there is a lot of safety concerns about, you know, doing a judo throw in, in, through Kenjutsu if you do it. I think we, I think we all have a rule in our schools of dropping a lightsaber, right? If you drop yes. your weapon, yeah. right, it's fight's a, over. It's the, <laughs> the point goes to, or for SDS at least, it's a, the point goes to the opponent. Because if you notice in all the videos, yeah. as soon as it hit the ground, it yeah. turned off. Yep. Right. So thus, it's a point. So it just, I know yeah. for penguins, unless you change the rules, Nick, it's, um, it's a disqualification, correct? Yep. If you can't hold on to your saber, you're dead. This weapon is your life, so you just lost your life. Yeah, we, uh, Sorry, person. We used to do, like, in practice, if we were just sparring, like, at the end of class, like, if somebody dropped their weapon, I would be the first, like, I'd be yelling at the other person, like, cut them down, cut them, like, you have yeah. to teach them the That's, lesson uh, of Phoenix. why it's a Phoenix. bad idea to drop your weapon, because yeah. you're going to get your head uh, cut off seconds later. You know, yeah. so I'm I'm constantly incur- like you hit them when they're down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they have to learn not to go down or not to let their weapon down. So yeah. you hit them when they're down. That, that's something that we had to train the students for a bit of waiting to hear the judges say break. Yeah. yeah. Now, and yeah. I, I appreciate yep. the honor that, you know, if the hilt hits the ground or if you, you know, felt yourself happens, get hit or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, something along those lines, and they have the honor to like not maim their teammates or their opponent because of you know control. Right. But also, you're still in the middle of combat, and you have to wait till the judge says right. Break. Yeah, and that's something that's very important too as well because obviously you we appreciate the control because we have seen fighters in, from different schools that just go ham yes. and just mercilessly, mercilessly beat their opponent, and it's not. It doesn't prove that you're good at lightsaber fighting either. It proves that you're a jerk. Yeah, that's what it proves. You have no self control. That's what it proves. Yeah, and anybody can get lucky, you know, Mm -hmm. by using more power than skill. Anybody can get lucky by being a total whirlwind when somebody Mm -hmm. else is trying to show respect and control and things like that. You know, like we don't take up lightsaber martial arts so that we actually have to use our lightsabers to defend ourselves. But like, you should you should keep in mind that some people want to make you defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those it's, are the people also, you want to be scared of. Also, you don't know that person might be working on something themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. My mm-hmm. favorite my favorite fights are when uh, my opponent's like, "Hey, I'm working on this thing. Can you help me work yeah. it out?" Mm-hmm. Sure, absolutely. Uh, what do you want me to do? And a lot of times the opponents are like, "Okay, well." this is meant to do this. So I, I need you to, to try to hit me at any way possible from any direction, blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of cool. Cause it creates more creative. It, it's, it's more creative for me to go, okay, well, what if you were fighting against this or what if you're fighting against this? And it, it gets, it gets more fun because now we're both learning, right? right. It's like, Oh, cool. You've been working on your, uh, your Kali. Okay, great. Okay. You've been working on Capoeira. You want to do some, some crazy positioning okay that's cool i've never had to deal with that so let me deal with it let me mm-hmm. see if i can do anything against it you know and it makes both of us better right yeah it's it's a fun experience um when i was teaching the initiates class i would have them uh sometimes in class i would have them find somebody they've never fought before 
Yes. And they, I'm like, okay, so you find somebody you haven't fought before. And if there isn't any, if you fought everybody, find somebody you haven't fought in a while. Right. And I want you to fight, discuss, and then come back to me and tell me what, like, what you learned and something critiques that, like, uh, the other person has for you. Right. And the, mo- the beginner class is usually the um, initiates. And so, or the beginning initiates. And as soon as you hit season initiate, then you move on to a different class. But is that it's where- just... Is that where Padawan Fight Club came from? Uh, Padawan Fight Club, I think uh, High Council member High, High Council Knight Dennis, and I think Season Padawan Council member Marina came up with that. Yeah. And it was I I'm so bummed because I've missed both Fight Clubs because <laughs> either I was teaching or I was working and I was really peeved. <laughs> so, um, but no, it's a it's a great experience, especially. Because you do, I don't know if you guys have this in your schools, is that you find that person and you constantly fight against them mm-hmm. and you, or you have that yep. group. So making other people fight other people around the school, it's, it's different. You learn something new and then you can use it against or mm-hmm. learn it and understand it. I also, uh, I had the students, we would sit in on fights mm. and, mm-hmm. you know, we would have them, uh, you know, ask questions, like feel free to ask questions of why are you doing this and stuff like that. Like that. I've had, um, we actually had in class fights and I actually had, I stepped in as well. Um, and then, so they would fight. And then at the end of it, they would discuss as opponents. And then that as a class, their, their, I guess, equals, their fellow students would also critique or ask questions like, hey, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. I, or I want to understand why did you do this? Or how did you do this? Or what do you have a formal training? So it's it's something interesting for uh, understanding a different fighting and spicing it up. Right. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm so looking forward to having uh, time with people mm-hmm. that yes. uh, I haven't fought in a while. Because yeah. I mean, I can only fight Kenny so many times before it gets boring, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the number's 80. I have to fight him like 80 times in that sport. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's all in one night. So, I mean, oh, we geez. we turn into, you know, we, we, we are creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. So, of course, when you're fighting the same person over and over again, you're going to get frustrated when somebody else shows up with mm-hmm, something yeah. different, you know, and, and keeps on hitting you. So <laughs> it's very important yeah. to uh, have variety. You know, yeah, and to, uh, a, a group of people that are all working together, right? A rising tide lifts all boats. I so think, unfortunately, like these days, it's probably common for people to maybe only have like one person that they either like trust enough in in these times to like right. work with, or maybe it just like they live somewhere where they just don't have access to like a population of people. Right. 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 Like I'm living in a place right now where like you, there's just not people, you know. Um, <laughs> so right. like the number yeah. of people that want to play with lightsabers is substantially a smaller number. So yeah. like when you do only have one, maybe zero people to work with, you it's kind of like a double edged sword. Not not to be too punny here, but in the sense that like. Yes, you will now develop like certain habits that are good habits. You also d- develop like an eye for the other person's habits 
that, um, you know, your reflexes are going to get faster as a result of that in, in many respects. And you're going to, your endurance will get better and so forth. But also you can sort of force yourself to play around a little bit more, maybe not be so worried about like, Oh, I'm going to get hit if I do this. Well, like you're, you're never going to know unless you try something new and the right. perfect person to try something new with is the same person that you've been trying the old stuff on forever because that yeah. person's going to trust you enough to let you try stuff. They're going to feel like they can try stuff on you, which is now going to open you up to some new stuff that maybe, maybe they've been sitting on this one technique in their mind and they finally try it physically and it works out really well for them. And now you can like totally cherry pick their techniques too, which, you know, it's just, yes, you want as many people as you can because variety really is the spice of life when it comes to, to combat. But oh, yeah. it, also, if you just don't have it, find ways to make that like that ordinary person, you know, oh, everybody's extraordinary in their own way. No, like <laughs> your uh, your regular partner, find ways to make irregular practice out of the, out of the situation. Right. You know? I, I remember there was one time it was the very beginning of SDS and I think Knight Robert and I, he was very offensive and I was very defensive fighter. I'm still a very defensive fighter. Um, but Eric actually had us switch. We, I had to be attacking and Robert had to be defending mm -hmm. and it was a struggle, mm -hmm. but it was worth it because it gave us different aspects of fighting and going back to fighting the same people it's not, as Fode said, it's not bad because also that's the same person of like, you can notice, you'll notice that like maybe they're, they're fighting some, something a little different. And so you have to figure out how to defend it or they can read you so well and you can read them so well that so you have to try something different. Right. So that's, they're like pushing you. I am, right. Uh, Doug and Jeremy are a great example. They used to fight constantly, at least once of like every meet that we had once a week, sometimes twice a week they would fight each other once mm -hmm. and then like, by the end of the night and this, but they saw each other's progress as they grew. Mm -hmm. So that's, Oh, it's not bad to fight one person, but it's also, it can be bad if you get stagnant. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Complacency really is like the enemy of progress. Mm -hmm. That's probably a fortune cookie, but I'm stealing it as my own for tonight. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> we'll put it on a banner. Yeah. <laughs> put it on a banner. <laughs> Summer is just around the corner, and this year, SMAF Affiliate School Saber Light Knights is putting on the Saber Light Summer Open. Join them at the Laughing Dragon Kung Fu School in Charlottesville, Virginia on July 10th, 2021 at 9 a.m. for a two-division tournament including the Adult Standard Saber Division and the Adult Special Saber or Exotics Division. Saber Light Knights have been a proud SMAF Affiliate School since 2019, and we are more than thrilled to support their events. The Saberlight Summer Open is also going to feature a massive prize pool, over $1,000 in merchandise from some of your favorite companies like Key Sabers, Smokey's Armory, Mando Core Customs, Wrath Sabers, Far Far Away Outfitters, and Kaizen Saber. If you want to register for the Saberlight Summer Open, please visit the Eventbrite link in the show notes or go to eventbrite.com and search for Saberlight Summer Open. Registration is $20 to $30, depending on if you're doing one event or two. 
And all of the tournament requirements and rules can be found on saberlightnights.com. That's saberlightnights with a K dot com. So I'm I'm running down short on battery here. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I feel like I know we kind of wanted to do some Tartakovsky, but I think maybe that's a good place to start the next episode because the video is much shorter anyway. Um, Yeah. So well, we, we, we like, a whole hour on just grievous fighting. Just, I was gonna say we it could get <laughs> it could get real saucy. So yeah. let's uh let's plan to do the next episode with a little Tartakovsky in there. And uh okay. I hope Tartikov. anybody listening, you know, whether it's three or three thousand of you that you're enjoying the nerdiness. Um like if nothing else, you've realized that. Yes, we might have a lot of like experience in martial arts, but we're also just like nerdy fanboys and fangirls, and and we kind of just want to do that too. So yeah, we also just miss talking to each other. Yeah, that's yeah, true. it's been like a year and a half at this point. Like, yeah. oh man, I'm yeah. sad. So I saw everybody. Well, most of you was December of not 2019. I think that was the last time. Yeah, it was your tournament. Yeah. We were- yep. It was. Oh, oh God! Yeah. It was Rise of Phoenix since I've seen you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's been that long. I, I haven't even seen you since 2018. When was it? Was that August of 2019? Yeah. When When was that? It was December. December 2019. December of. Oh my. God. And then we haven't okay. seen folks fun in April, and then uh, you know, yeah. Darth COVID. Showed and up. we haven't seen folks since. I think it was 2018. Yeah, 20. No, no, May 2019. Was it May? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was our May 4th tournament. For the May the 4th tournament. But hey, you and- we, oh my gosh. We'll, we'll keep doing this. Yeah. And then we'll, yeah. uh, we'll hopefully keep saying this yeah. way. And uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, well, we've got some we've got some fun stuff planned for 2021. Uh, sure. We've got even yeah, more boy. fun stuff planned for 2022, I think. And yeah, hopefully 2021 will bleed into 2022 in terms of what cool stuff is coming. Um, so definitely like keep your eyes and ears peeled in, in the community and, you know, uh, help us grow the community by sending us an application. Like it doesn't cost you anything to want to be a part of this. So uh, um, we just admitted a new um, affiliate recently. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, the the hardest thing for a lot of people is to like walk through the proverbial dojo doors and take their first lesson. Right. So like mm-hmm. if you're somebody who is not currently involved in any way in any martial arts or any sort of, you know, like this community exists for you and we're pretty accepting. So, so come join us. Um, and if you are into martial arts already, Come join us. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're pretty accepting. So. Come join us. <laughs> we want your flavor added to the mail. One of us. Yeah. One of us. <laughs> One of those things where I, I love training in the park back when we could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people driving by would yell nerds. Yeah. And you know, inside they were like, I wish I was you. I wish I was you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys had nerds. We had like, um, we had the, the Imperial March and then we've had like the, um, Oh my god, what is it called? Duel of Fates? Mm-hmm. Like as people are driving by, like windows roll down, volume yeah. up. Uh-huh. Like, ah, that's what oh, we yeah. had. Uh, I think I have been on every single major news station, including 
Spanish ones because uh, we were swing sabers in the park. <laughs> oh, nice. Sabers. And they're like, hey, what's going on here? Are you guys practicing for something? <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> no. So let's plug I'm everything sorry, shamelessly. Uh, yeah. Let's start off with the president. Plug, plug SMAF, plug Phoenix, whatever you'd like. Sure. Uh, you can, if you're in the Arizona state, uh, <laughs> we, uh, if the something to do with lightsabers, it probably has me involved. Uh, and I know most of the people in the community here in Arizona, or at least they've heard of me. Uh, so Phoenix Saber com is where you can find me specifically but uh go to save martial arts dot life and you can find all of us mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you can find um you know different schools and all over the nation actually and at, and, and an application right katie yes yes and yes and also an application so you can actually uh come and join our community and uh be a part of uh the growth of research development yeah and uh this crazy movement of actually taking our nerdiness and weaponizing it yeah <laughs> weaponizing. all right mains let's hear about where we can find sds and so forth all right buckle up so other than going on the saber martial arts dot life where you can find sds you can also find them they have a YouTube channel, they have a Snapchat, they have a Tumblr account, they have an Instagram page, they have a YouTube page, they have an actual website. <laughs> what? Go Cities. Yeah. <laughs> they, have a, they have a Facebook. And a MySpace. <laughs> no, I didn't create the MySpace. I was actually in charge of a lot of this stuff. I was in charge of their Instagram, oh. Tumblr, Snapchat. <laughs> Dad did the website. <laughs> um, Snapchat. Oh my god. Oh yeah, no, I did Snapchat. It was easy because a lot of the contacts that had my because it was attached to my phone number, so oh. contacts started watching their, their stuff. Right. Um, but the easiest way is to go to SaberMartialArts.life because all the links for all the schools will be attached mm -hmm. uh, underneath. Um, you go to the website and then hit the school that you're interested in, and underneath the teacher. The head teacher that um, is in charge of the school will have the appropriate links to go an easiest way to contact them, mm -hmm. as well as their email if you want to reach out to them personally. Awesome. Emp, what's up? Oh, that's me. Um, you can find me at sabermartialarts.life because, surprise, I'm part of that too. Uh, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pornhub, all that stuff, we're there. Um, oh we're not on. <laughs> we're not officially on Pornhub. No, we're not. <laughs> well, Penguin Saber Academy may or may not be, you know. Penguin who's Saber to say? Academy. Who's yeah. to are say? We, are we still discussing to see if you have an OnlyFans for your feet yet? Oh, no. So that, that actually turned out to be false. I, I got oh. very excited thinking someone was taking, like, secret oh. photos of my feet. So Nick does point. not have an OnlyFans for his feet if you were if you were hoping no. he did. No, but if y'all are willing to pay, I can Penguin Saber Academy at OnlyFans or whatever it is, whatever the web address oh is. Oh, my right gosh. Uh, we're also starting our sessions back up in March. So if you're in the Palm yeah. Desert, Riverside County area, we got permission to do it again. So, hey, come join us at the park and we'll you beat go. you up with sticks. There you go. And nice. you can find me um, at sabermartialarts.life also. Um, and 
Right now, I'm strictly doing like Zoom instruction. But if you want to learn a little bit about uh, the first seven forms form on the East Coast, give me a buzz. Uh, you can also find me at sabermaoutreach at gmail.com. And if you have any questions about like applying or like maybe you can't find somebody to bash glow sticks with in your area. I can help you do that. We can all help you do that. So <laughs> got you covered. Yeah, we can we can we can really help you with that. So let us know and uh send us an application so that we can we can play with you. Yeah. All right. Let's uh wrap it up there. Uh, we don't have a kitschy catchphrase, but uh I don't know. Sabres. Sa- sabers. Sabers. Oh, it's BYOS. Bring your own saber. There we go. BYOS. Bring your own saber.